Greetings to those who watch below. For today's video, we are going to look at something that's truly terrifying. Real-life encounters of attacks by spiritual entities. But before we start, I'd like to say thank you to those who dwell below, an exclusive channel membership that gets you shoutouts at the start of every video. Also, if you follow me on Instagram, and remember, I'll definitely be following you back. So thank you to Steffi Ray, Wicked Witch, Lisa Watts, Lefty Kim, M.A. Way, Christina Groves, Julie B, and Jess Black Curtain. Also, if you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, please make sure you do, hitting that bell button so you don't miss out on any videos. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Windows knocked, kitchen pans flew, and my son was attacked. By October Times. The home we lived in for over seven years had something demonic that didn't like my kids. When we first moved in, we constantly would see dark shadows float from one room to the next. We'd hear odd noises and always had our belongings misplaced. As the years passed, we became accustomed to such and tried to pay no mind to it. Fast forward, I met and married my husband. This guy was, was, a non-believer of anything paranormal until it started messing with him. One evening I woke up to my oldest daughter, who was 17 at the time, screaming bloody murder from her bedroom. I rushed to her room and turned on the light, only to see my husband, her stepdad, standing at the end of her bed. She was crying so loudly and shaking as I ran to her and hugged her. I screamed to my husband, but he stood blank-faced, staring at my daughter. I yelled again, What the fuck did you do to her? He snaps out of his trance, and my daughter calms down. She said she woke up to him floating by the bed, that his head was close to the ceiling. My husband did not recall even waking, walking, or knowing anything that had occurred. Nonetheless, we all slept in the living room after that. A few weeks later, my daughter, the same one, advised that she couldn't sleep because of the growling and scratching in the corner of her room. She would sleep in the living room until she moved out a year later. Whatever it was, ended up bothering my 11-year-old son as well. He would cry and say how it would growl in his ear, scratch by his bed, and bang his window. He ended up in the living room as his sleeping headquarters, or would sleep with his other sister. Fast forward another year. My husband would go into work by 5am, therefore he would be up getting ready by 3. On this particular morning, he got up and went to shower. As he was showering, I was awoken up by all six windows in our room being knocked on. It literally sounded like someone or something was at the windows knocking. I jumped out of bed, ran to the restroom, and told my husband someone was in our backyard. My husband, who was already dressed by this time, grabs his gun, runs outside to check, and found nothing. As soon as we were in our room again, the windows were all knocked on at the same time again. My husband runs back out and starts yelling, thinking someone must be messing with us. Nothing was found. He gives me some BS story about maybe it being wind and hurries out the door since he was running late. Not 30 minutes later, as I'm lying in bed thinking about the window stuff, I hear a big crash in the kitchen. I run out of my room to see what happened, turn on all the lights to see all my pots and pans from the cabinets on the kitchen floor and in the living room. I call my husband scared shitless. As I'm on the phone with him, my son hauls ass into the living room where I'm at, 
and literally climbs on me, burying his face in my shoulder. He is stuttering to say that something grabbed him by the ankles and pulled him off his bed. As he's telling me this, I can hear sounds coming from his room. I wake up my middle daughter, who was 15, as her room was adjacent to his. My husband on the phone tells me to grab the gun, which I did, and both my kids are behind me as we walk towards my son's room. As we approached, we can hear as if someone is in the room, either breaking in or flipping the room upside down. I yelled to whoever it was, I'm on the phone with the police and I have a loaded gun. I get brave and flick on the light switch, only for the noises to stop and the room to look absolutely normal. I check the closet, under the bed, and confirm the windows were locked. No one was in there. My husband evidently hung up, as he's clocking into work, and me and the kids get out of the house. We drove around until daylight, looking for churches that were open, that could provide us with holy water. That week, we packed our stuff and left. Midnight Snack Attacked by an Aswang by Cold Soul It was the summer of 2013. I was 17 years old at the time when I decided to visit my older sister Lauren in her boyfriend's house, where she lives together with his family. She was pregnant at the time and I decided to bring her some fruit and planned to stay there for a few days if they would allow. When I arrived at their humble home, her future parents-in-law welcomed me. They also offered me to stay for a few days. The two old folks are nice to me. I call them Uncle Teddy and Aunt Sella. They work in the farm every day together with my sister's boyfriend, Dan. My sister just stays in the house with Juliet, her future sister-in-law, who is also nice to us. While eating some snacks, Lauren told me about a strange, huge black bird that was seen flying around their house a few nights ago. They believe it was a tick-tick, a bird that is used by an aswang to spy for pregnant women. Lauren is so scared that the stories about aswangs could be real. There were times during the night they could hear the sound of a bird going whack, 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 and the flapping of its huge wings. They can also hear footsteps on the roof of the house. All she does is pray and ask for protection. Dan is also ready to protect her with a machete, jar of salt and garlic kept in their room. My first and second night at their house was peaceful and silent. No signs of the tick-tick or aswang. On the third night, I was sleeping in bed when I was woken up by screams from Lauren and Juliet. I check the time on my phone and it's around midnight. I can hear the strong blows of wind outside and a sound of flapping wings. I prayed for protection before I headed to my sister's room. Everyone is already awake. Lauren, Juliet and Aunt Sella stick together inside the room praying. Dan was guarding them. Uncle Teddy was outside the room shouting to the demon bird to leave. We were all on the second floor. Suddenly, the huge bird starts banging the window in Lauren's room. Good thing it had metal grills. Dan opened the window and the huge black bird was revealed in front of us. We were all shocked at its bright red eyes. I quickly grabbed the jar of salt and threw some to it, saying, Stay away from us, demon. Leave. It got angry and irritated, so it flew around the house, maybe looking for an opening. As the blackbird was circling around the old house, we suddenly heard footsteps running on the roof. It's here, the Aswang, said Uncle Teddy. Put salt and garlic on every window, he ordered. 
Then Uncle Teddy ran downstairs and outside to surround the house with salt whilst carrying his machete. After a few minutes, we heard Uncle Teddy shout for help. I quickly ran to him while leaving the ladies with Dan. When I got out, I was shocked to see Uncle Teddy losing a fight against a creature I have never seen before. A man with black skin, his eyes red in colour, with fangs in his upper and lower front teeth. He was all naked and hairless, apart from some facial hair. Uncle Teddy was badly beaten. I noticed that the Aswang was also wounded by Uncle's machete. With all my strength, I charged towards the Aswang and stabbed its left shoulder using a kitchen knife. He quickly grabbed me by the neck and threw me away. His strength was like that of three adult males. He released an angry loud cry before running towards the fields and the huge black bird followed him. I helped the old man to stand up. He was wounded by the man's pointed nails. We didn't sleep that night and waited until the sunrise. Dan immediately told the neighbours what had happened. Some even heard the shouting, but chose to stay inside their homes and ignore it. People say that the Aswang will swallow the black bird because it lives inside its stomach. Then the Aswang will return to his normal human form, but at night he will release the black bird to hunt for prey and the man will change into his Aswang demon form. I stayed with my sister for another two weeks just to make sure that the Aswang didn't come back. Luckily, it didn't. After three months, Lauren gave birth to a healthy baby boy. Attacked by a Smoky Figure by Dark Angel X91 This happened to me back in 2013. I'd just come home from work and the atmosphere in the house felt different than earlier that day. When I was starting to make dinner, I felt very uncomfortable in the kitchen, but I pressed on and got it done. Then for a while after that, the atmosphere seemed to change again, back to how it was earlier that day. I watched TV for a while before heading to bed and felt as though I was being watched. I started to feel uncomfortable again. About an hour later, I decided to go to bed. When I was walking to my bedroom, I thought I'd seen a shadow. It felt like I was being watched again. I was laying in bed, trying to fall asleep. It felt like I wasn't alone in my room. And yet again, it felt as though something was watching me. It took me ages to fall asleep that night. I remember having a very vivid dream before I woke of a black smoky figure hovering above me. It grabbed my shoulders and pushed me into the mattress. I started to fight it off and I grabbed my necklace off the bedside table and hit the smoky figure. After I did that, the figure disappeared. I woke up with the necklace in my hand, just like in my dream. It freaked me out and I quickly jumped out of bed. I realised that it wasn't a dream at all and I didn't go back to sleep after that. A few weeks later, I was sick with the flu, so I couldn't go to work and was stuck at home. Luckily, I was nearly 100% better. I decided to have a nap, as I wasn't feeling very well at night because of my flu. I got into bed and eventually fell asleep. That's when I started to have a vivid dream of the same smoky figure again. This time, I asked it what it wanted from me, and it said something, but I couldn't remember it. I told it I wasn't afraid of it, and it laughed at me. I got angry, and I told it to leave and never come back. When I said that, it got really angry and flew towards me. I could feel its hand go through my skin into my body, 
and it squeezed my kidney. I was screaming in pain. It hurt so badly that I woke up. I looked to my left, and there, standing beside my bed, was the smoky figure. It looked at me and went through the wall. For a few hours, I was still in pain, and then it eventually went away. A few days later, and I was over my flu, but that's when I developed another problem. I developed a kidney infection and went to the doctor. The doctor checked me out and gave me some medicine to help clear it up. The medicine worked, but shortly after that, I developed kidney stones. In the same kidney, that smoky figure grabbed me. I'm pretty sure that smoky figure made me sick. Lived in a haunted house for eight years by Jordan Long123. When I was 13, my family moved into a home in a nice neighborhood in Tucson, Arizona. It was a relatively new build and was part of a very nice subdivision. I lived in the house from age 13 to roughly 19. No one had died in the house that I could find, and overall, it didn't have any of those haunted house red flags. Also, for context, although I am currently not very religious, I grew up in an extremely Christian family. The entire time I lived in the house, I had horrible nightmares, to the point where I was scared to go to sleep. My parents would sort of play it off like it was nothing. My parents were on one side of the house and had their own bathroom. On my side of the house, it was just me and no one used my bathroom. At night, I would hear the sink turn on and the toilet flushing. No one was ever in the bathroom when I looked. I tried to play it off like it was nothing. I would also hear scratching in the attic relatively frequently. My childhood house had a stray cat that lived in our attic, so I quickly explained that away as likely some sort of animal. Even though this was a newer house with a sealed attic, and we never found an animal. I thought all this was just happening to me. Eventually, my mum and dad started talking about footsteps they heard at night. My mum said they would walk around the house, but she didn't feel any negative energy, so she thought maybe it was an angel or deceased loved one protecting us. My dad said the footsteps happened every night. I stayed awake one night, and sure as shit, it sounded like someone shuffling through the house. All of this seemed like pretty harmless activity, until one night in my late teens, I woke up to find my bedroom door closed. I had a mirror on the back of my bedroom door, and I was always afraid of seeing something in the mirror, so I kept the door open and the hallway light on. Everyone in the house knew about my obsession with keeping the door open, and later when I asked about it, no one in my family said they shut my door. Upon seeing the door shut, I immediately panicked. I got out of bed, heart pounding, and tried not to look in the mirror. I opened the door, took a deep breath, and walked back to my bed. I remember thinking something like, this is the part of the horror movie where I get attacked, and then I lay down in my bed. The next part, I'm not kidding about. I know people will call BS and say it didn't happen, but I know without a shadow of a doubt that this happened to me, and I can't explain it to save my life. The second I lay down in bed, it was like the covers were pulled up over my face, and someone was holding them down over my head. It felt like hands were all over my body pinning me down. I felt like I was burning all over, and could hear the sound of, like, firewood burning in my ears. I could also hear laughing. I couldn't move. 
and I felt like I was going to die. Regardless of your views on religion, all I could think to do was pray. I don't know if I prayed out loud or really loudly in my head, but I said something like, in the name of Jesus, stop, three times. I remember very specifically on the third time, everything evaporated. My house was quiet, and I ran. I bolted into my parents' room covered in sweat and sobbing. My dad said it was just a nightmare. I got angry and yelled at him for not listening to me. I wouldn't go back into my room. My mum took it a little more seriously. The next day, she had the house anointed and prayed over, and everything stopped. The footsteps, the nightmares, the toilet flushing, everything. We eventually moved out of the house, and nothing like that ever happened again. But it seems that everywhere I go since, weird shit still happens to me periodically, but not at that scale. 13-year-old attacked by laughing spirit, by just me again, 31. This all happened in the last four days. Bear with me, as while the incidents were short, they were rather malicious. I moved from Kansas City, Kansas to Riverside MO after an insurance problem forced us to move to another state, so my son Ricky would be covered for some medication he needed. In Kansas, it would cost us $4,500 a month, in MO, it was $2 a month, due to different medications being covered in MO that are not in Kansas. So I moved and took both of my sons with me. My husband stayed in our home with both our daughters in Kansas. We frequently slept at both homes so we could be together. The $800 in rent and bills is a heck of a lot cheaper than $4,500 a month for his medicine. I moved into my apartment on the 9th of September 2013. These incidents happened on the 15th, 16th, 17th and 18th of September. The day I moved in was uneventful, except for the fruit basket. I like my basket of fruit to sit dead centre in the middle of the table. I moved it into the dead centre of the table at least six times that day. Then, we finally pushed the table against the wall to prevent it from being jostled and slid the basket all the way to the back. When I came back inside the empty apartment, the fruit basket was slid dead centre again. I checked the apartment, but it was empty. The boys were both sitting on the front steps, having a drink and a rest. Weird, but oh well. The first week goes well. It's a crisis week trying to make sure everyone is where they need to be. On Friday and Saturday, my husband and girls stayed over, and come Sunday evening, we were alone, with just me and the boys home. It was about 10.30 at night, and I was sitting on the sofa on my laptop when I suddenly hear the most happiest of laughs. A man was in the room laughing out loud. He laughed for about 10 seconds, as if it had been startled out of him. I was chatting with friends online and told them I thought someone was on my balcony, so I went out and checked, but no one was there, nor were any of the other neighbours out on theirs. I reported back to my friends that all was clear and headed to bed. I set my alarm on my phone and placed it on the occasional chair to charge, then climbed in bed and went to sleep. I am a sleep like a rock type of person and very difficult to rouse, so I was very confused to suddenly find myself awake at 3am. I sat for a moment to listen if the coffee pot had turned on and then went and checked my phone. As I am standing by the door, next to the chair staring at the clock on my phone, I see a streak from the corner of my eye in the direction of the boys room. 
I hear a loud crash and a piercing scream come from my son's room. Then I hear that happy, jovial laugh again, right in my ear, that I'm just a happy type of guy, male laugh. I run for my son's room and find my oldest son Marcus, who is 13, sitting in bed covered in broken toy aeroplanes. The aeroplanes which at 11pm had been lined up ready for takeoff from the aircraft's carrier toy on the floor, and indeed they had taken off, right into my son, the wall over his bed, and the window. They had broken on impact with the wall and then fallen on my son's head. I don't mention the laughing to my sons because I need them to go back to sleep, but I sit in the hallway all night watching over them. The next day I tell my husband the apartment is haunted and get a good laugh from him. We are scared and spend the whole day out of the house, only returning at 9pm to sleep. This time I was woken by screams at 5am. Marcus is on his floor, the blankets nearly cocooned around him crying, saying leave me alone, please leave me alone. Ricky is sitting up in bed, confused and still half asleep, saying what? over and over again. I get Ricky to lay down and take Marcus to my bedroom, get him calmed down in my room and get the details from him. Marcus says he suddenly woke up as he hit the floor, the blanket wrapped tightly around him and a male voice in his ear telling him, wake up, I'm going to get you, and then just laughing, laughing like he was so happy or had a great surprise thrown for him. I tell him to sleep with me and get him settled back to sleep. This spirit has twice targeted my 13-year-old son, first with violence and then by pulling my son from the bed while threatening him. I'm not sure that he wrapped the blanket around my son, but in 13 years I have never seen my son fully wrapped in a blanket like that. Marcus is the type of kid who lays down, throws the blanket out perfectly around him, flips on his stomach, goes to sleep and does not move a muscle all night. So how did the blanket get sideways and wrapped around his arms? You'll have to come to your own conclusion on that one. Right now, I'm regretting having moved here. I'm scared to tell my landlord the place is haunted. I'm wondering what I can do to catch this spirit in the act to prove I'm not crazy. Besides the three actual incidents, we are having closets and cabinets open while we're gone, computers acting weird and crazy. One which had worked perfectly suddenly started messing up. The disk drive kept opening and closing. We bought a new one. It was working fine sitting on the kitchen table. When I came out the next morning, 30 programs had been opened up. We have no animals. The boys were sound asleep. Oh, and I'm missing about 30 lighters. Stupid I know, but I usually drop them through the couch, so I buy a lot, and at the end of the week, I fish them out from under. But they're not under the couch in it, or anywhere to be found. My entire supply of lighters went poof, one by one. So this is day eight in the new apartment. We have a laughing lighter thief who doesn't like my 13 year old son. What is the rest of the month going to bring? Hi guys, thank you so much for listening to today's video. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to leave a like and also subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, making sure to hit that notification bell so you never miss a video. Also, have you ever had a physical interaction with a spirit? I'd love to hear if you have in the comments section. So, until next time.
sleep tight.